welcome, folks, to what we think might be episode 29, but we've both forgotten and are far too lazy to check. Episode 29 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast giving you all things Dice Masters in the United Kingdom. I'm Chris, a.k.a. True Mr. Six, and my podcasting partner in crime is Andy, a.k.a. Mike Lowry. Mike Lowry. I want to be, I want to be like Mike. Uh, Pow! What a great (laughs) film. Great film. I thought I was more Mike Lowry and you were more Marcus Burnett. Well, we'll let listeners decide, but I think we know the truth there, don't we, my man? I think I said it. I think you're the Tia Leone character. (laughs) (laughs) You're more the sergeant. I'm more the (laughs) sergeant. Woosa. Woosa. What's his name from The Matrix? He's got... um... Oh, he's got a wacky surname. It's like an Italian surname. I want to say Pantaleone or Pantaleono. Joe Pantaleone. Pantaleone. He's like one of those guys. So. He's like one of those B-list guys that just shows up in loads of stuff and is always really good in everything he does, but he's he's never quite made the big time. Yeah, I know that feeling. Not like his buddy. Big Willie Styles there. Big Willie Styles. Yeah, is that not what is that not what he calls himself? Wiki wow, wiki wow, wiki wiki wow wow. Anyway, uh, welcome to the Ministry of Dice, folks. Hello. Um, we're here to talk about Dice Masters today. Isn't that exciting? And and not the uh, career of Michael DeBay, Will Smith, and Joe Pantaleone. So how are you, Andy? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm doing very good. How are you? Yeah, not bad. You know, plodding on, plodding on, <laughs> grafting away, keeping it real. Yeah, just insert your cliche here, whichever you feel is most appropriate. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay. So, what have you been up to lately, my man? Have you been doing much in the way of gaming? Oh, gaming-wise, let's have a think. I have uh, played a game of Global Escalation with my man Mickey. Ooh. Played that a few weeks ago. That was fun. That's quite topical, uh, Global Escalation. It is there, just. We might find out more about that later. Also played a Global Escalation game against yourself. You did? Well, you played three? Yeah. Yeah. Round of three. Round of three, yeah. And how many did you win? I can't remember now. Such a long time ago. Yeah, I think I think you'll find it's one. Was it two one? Two one to you. Yes, that's right. In fact, mate, I was alluding to this in our instant messages earlier, but I don't know if you've noticed, but we I've gone two one for quite a number of weeks now. Have you? <laughs> yeah, I'd be keeping track because you know I was going to spring it on you while we were recording one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, power gamer. Yeah, power gaming indeed. Yeah, Global Escalation though, that's an interesting one. So we're going to have a bit of a chat about that in a few minutes, aren't we, my man? Yeah, indeed. Let's see how that goes. Anything else? I had a game of 40k. Oh yeah, how did that go? You told me about that. Yeah, that's really good. A local group messaged me through friend of a friend, said come on down, we'll have a game and get you uh, playing 40k again. I've not played it for ages. Uh, Yeah, really liked it. It's changed quite a lot since I last played. But I dusted off my old Space Wolves. That's a little smallish intro game. It was yeah, it was great fun actually. It's fantastic. Space Wolves, also topical. Also topical, yeah, yeah definitely. You're very good at this uh, segue malarkey tonight, aren't you? I do yeah. my best. 40k yeah. and, and this new playgroup. Did you drop a few hints about the 40k Dice Masters set coming out? If they like did rolling it, dice. It. Good, good. Laid that groundwork in there. Very good. Very good. And, was there any seeds of interest? 
we'll see when it comes out. Yeah, see what you can do, my man. See what you can do. <laughs> Interesting that you mentioned Space Wolves, actually, because one of the things that when we kind of do our little update as to what's going on in the world of Dice Masters right now, if any listeners out there are interested and they've not already done so, one thing that caught our eye this week was that the Dice Coalition had been drip-feeding out some of the Space Wolves spoilers from the team pack that's, well, due in America, like, next month or something, but we'll see it in 2020. <laughs> We will, yeah, but they look good. They look good. There's quite a few low-cost, quite powerful characters that are uh, being released for the uh, for the Space Wolves. It'd uh, be interesting to see how they work together or if you need to mix them in with kind of Orcs and the Ultramarines and the Chaos Space Marines of the different sets to make something work. That'd be, uh, be fun to try out and play. Yeah, it most certainly will. One of the things we've been talking about down at my local gaming store is uh, holding some 40k only events early doors to try and attract some of the because we've got quite a big Warhammer 40k. Uh, well, just generally a games workshop, bit of a games workshop scene uh, down at my local Element Games. Hello, everybody, if you're listening. And so, we, yeah, we've talked about can is there going to the card quality, the synergies, you know, that that tribal combo stuff in a set like this. Is it going to work well enough that we can have a variety enough of teams that we could hold a 40k only night and not not everyone's going to rock up with the same mix? I think possibly so. It's looking like it's going to be the case, but time will tell. Sometimes you can't quite get your head around it till you put those cards down on the table, can you? Yeah, yeah, you can never tell until you start rolling dice how good and bad it's going to be. So be excited. Look forward to getting it. Hopefully not in the too distant future. What else? For them? Uh, I bought a starter of Warhammer Age of Sigmar Champions, the trading card game, for its full title. That looks pretty cool. I've not played it yet, uh, but it's got quite a snazzy mechanic where you can play physically... And they've got, they've got a beta that they're starting up for. You can scan the cards and then play them on your phone. Mm, uh, yeah. So that looks like uh, the future, I think. I want to say Lightseekers is similar. I think it's made by the same people. It's the same scanning technique with the barcode around the edge of the card. Uh, but, yeah, that looks pretty cool. I'm looking for I've, I've applied to the beta. Hopefully they'll uh, send me the link soon and I can uh, have a go at that. That'll be cool. Very good. Very Warhammery then this week for you. It is, yeah. Very Warhammery indeed. Well, well, on the Dice Masters front, as you mentioned, we've we've done a little bit of global escalation. We've been digging around in that as an eye-catching new thing that people are talking about and is around. And um, just as a side note, uh, we'll talk about it in a moment, but we're planning on doing a segment on the subject of golden escalation in this particular episode. Uh, also down at Element Games, we did a good old school golden single single affiliation night. That was nice. that, yeah, that was pretty good. Sadly, I was pretty pretty tight for time yesterday. Uh, in fact, all week I've been a bit. I was I was away. It was bank holiday, so I was away for a few nights. And then I got back. I thought, oh man, I've got to get my team put together. So I just grabbed uh, a mod pod with uh, an old X Men single affiliation team in, which I'm sure I've mentioned before. It's well known around these parts on this island that I'm a big fan of Colossus, Piotr Rasputin, and Multiple Man, and the promo wolverine as a little combo filmer filled with multiple men slam out the, the colossus start dealing mega damage at the end of my turn uh, and there's just loads of great x-men stuff i discovered a card that i hadn't realized was as good as it was xavier's school uh, i can't I, I forget which rarity in the subtitle but it spins all your dice up one and if you roll it on burst you get to take a dice out your bag and if it's an x-men character you field it on level three for free Oh, nice. Yeah, mental. A perfect little synergy with Colossus there. Um, although I must admit, the night didn't go very well for me. I got beat quite a bit. 
I'll tell you one thing that was interesting. So one of the lads down at the store has ordered his Avengers Infinity sets from the States. And so he rocked up with um, a villains team built around the uh, Thunderbolts. And he was having a little play with the Target Lock action card. And that is, I mean, it caught my eye. Uh, I think if, if anyone wants to go back and have a look at the spoiler post I did on BritRoller6.com. But um, that's actually quite, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Quite, uh, It just grinds you to a halt, if, if you get it right. He was playing it with a Gadgeteer Penguin that when he attacks, he rolls a, an action dice in, your, in his use pile. And if it rolls action face, he gets to field it. So mm-hmm. yeah, so he was just keeping these these target locks rolling around. I did try and buy a few out from under him to slow him down, but that's an interesting one that I'm going to watch into uh, being a control fan. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so that was good. A bit of single affiliation. Who was that then? Who, who bought the set from America? Oh, Cleggy. Was it? Yeah. He's he's got out all the toys and he. Uh, yeah, he, he yeah he loves it. But I, t- I tell you what, that that lad. He uh, he certainly won't mind me saying I can absolutely rely on him being unable to roll what he needs when he <laughs> when it comes down to it. Uh, He's born under a bad side. He, that that absolutely. I know there's a few guys out there who talk about that bad rolling look, but Cleggy has got the worst rolling look on the planet, hands down. He, he hands didn't down. do too badly against me at nationals. No, for sure. But um, uh, again, apologies if I've, if I've mentioned this story before. But uh, me and Cleggy had a game at one of our Ministry of Dice Presents events. He had me down to one life, playing a fix-it team. I was playing my nobby team. And all he needed to do was, like, roll a bolt to use my magic missile or, <laughs> you know, um, get get his fix-it out or anything. He had loads of options, and he just could not roll what he needed. And I took him down from 20 to zero while I was on one life for a couple of turns. Nice work. Yeah, I was very proud of that moment. Very proud of that moment indeed. Uh, in the non non dice masters gaming front, so not a great deal. Um, it's been unusually quiet. We I did take a few games on this little bank holiday jaunt of ours, but uh, we never got around to playing any of them. Uh, but the one thing I have picked up is a, a game called Nefarious. It's like a I don't know what you call it. It's a you're a mad scientist and you, you're trying to win victory points by creating these crazy inventions and you're racing the other players to to get to 20 victory points with all these you know these crazy robots that you build to take over the world and stuff. It's not the most tactically deep, but it certainly suits my seven year old daughter. You know, um, oh, cool. but one of the things I do like about it is you play everyone plays simultaneous. It's got like a uh, this sort of you take your turns together, which is really interesting. Yeah, so there you go. There's there's my life in in gaming this last two weeks. Very nice indeed. Yeah, absolutely. So we mentioned the space wall stuff. What else is in the news? Oh, um, who are you? Who are you? There, yeah, just put the theme in. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Yeah, so for anyone who's not in the know, Andy and I have been taking a keen interest in... Well, we've taken a keen interest since Day Dot, but we're, we're, we're publicising it a little bit more now. Uh, we just find it absolutely fascinating that people all over the world are, are listening to our podcast. Uh, and we're trying to find out a little bit more about who these people are and where they are. And so we've been taking a look at our stats on our little stat monitor information system thing on the podcast... That's the te- te- technical term. Technical yeah. term, yeah. Uh, and last week, the area of the world in which we were listened to the most in our last episode was Alexandria. 
out in the US, which is in Virginia. It's been confirmed. I was correct. Good. It's also in Walking Dead, you said, isn't it? Yeah, that's. I remembered why it was ringing bells. I think I said in the episode, that's ringing a bell. I think there's an army base or something there, like like randomly. Uh, and then the penny just dropped. I was in work and I was like, oh, I know where I know Alexandria from. <laughs> it's in Walking Dead. It's one of the one of the locations in The Walking Dead. Isn't that where they ate all the people? Uh, ooh, now you're asking. The cannibals. No, I don't think it was the cannibal place. Oh. I can't remember. I don't watch the TV show. I, I read the the Robert Kirkman comic book still do in fact so it's been a long time ago since Alexandria has been in the in the narrative but in any case it's a who are you pass this week cool we'll put in a suitable sound now yes yeah, so hello to PJ Hambrick this hello, is PJ this is your promised call out thank you so very much for listening yeah we would absolutely be happy to come over and sign some play mats for you on that side of the pond <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you know what? I didn't have nothing when I was on holiday oh no did nothing right. nothing going on in in Weymouth Weymouth now I walked into the game shop oh, do you have any dice masters and they didn't even know who I was Hi, oh, a bit oh, of a fail. That must have been disappointing. It was been. a bit. Well, I wasn't actually expecting them to know who I was, but I thought they might have had something on the shelf. He did say he was getting the 40k stuff in because they've got, again, they had a, a big kind of 40k scene there, or Games Workshop scene, but... Mm. Uh, Anyway, I digress off of Alexandra and PJ. Yeah, so uh, thank you very much, PJ, for getting in touch. There we go. We've sourced one of our listeners in that area. So what are we? We've one fail, one pass, aren't we, this so far? Yeah, one each, is it? Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully we can get a pass to step into the lead uh, this week. So we've taken a look at the stats. And it's, it's the United States again, because this week's location where we've been most listened to is Everett. Where is Everett? Everett. Well, I actually looked it up this week. I actually looked I it up because I was a little concerned. Yeah, I know because yeah, we were on the phone while we did it. I was, well, I was a little concerned that it was going to be Virginia again, and it's pretty close. Um, it's in Washington State. This one. In a, I found the county it belongs to quite interesting. Snohomish. Snohomish. Do they have counties in America? Snohomish. Yes, yeah, Snohomish County. Snohomish. Yeah. So, if you are a listener in Everett, drop us an instant message on our Facebook page, which if you just search for the Ministry of Dice, you'll find us. Uh, let us know who you are, and we'll give you a shout-out next week. Result. Result, yeah. So, one for one. Let's see if we can't take the lead this week. Yeah, excellent. Okay, well, uh, I think let's move on with the show. We'll let listeners know a little bit about what we've got coming up. So, as alluded to earlier, we're going to have a little bit of a conversation about the global escalation format. If you're not in the loop on this, we'll give you a little bit of background where this global escalation format has come from, what's been going on around it, and then have a little bit of a conversation about what, what our thoughts and feelings are on the subject. And then we've had a little bit of a hiatus on this, but we then have the return of our Ministry of Dice, The Bar. And we the have. Bar a, is a, back. The Bar is back yeah apologies we had due to summer holidays and scheduling conflicts uh, we've been uh, struggling to arrange our guests particularly our overseas guests that we're looking to pin down Uh, however we we've gaffered jimmy and justin no i'm sorry to say it's not hey justin was on the um did you see he was floating around on our page the other day i did 
Yeah, so here's an interesting one for our European listeners. I don't know if you caught this. Uh, I just made a glib little post about, you know, the weight is killing me for the new product. And there was a bit of conversation then back and forth. Adam over at Riddler's Games uh, was sort of letting us know that still no word from the from the distributor. Um, our current UK national champion, Mike Power, was about just sort of saying, yeah, yeah. it's really disappointing. Um, Mickey was having a bit of a paddy, wasn't he? Yeah, I get the sense. Is he planning on going out for US Nats? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure if, if he can get flights for the right price, he'll be taking the gloves off and, uh, and flying over there. Yeah, only because um, one of his key concerns, it appeared from his comments, was about the inability to practice with those cards, uh, you know, and get his hands on those cards prior to the event, which made me think, ooh, I wonder if he's planning on going. So uh, let us know, Mickey. We'd be interested to know. Uh, but in any case, uh, so a bit of conversation. And Justin jumped in, g- gave us a bit of insight as to why we get these delays over here. After years of chasing a kind of straight answer on this, I was I was very pleased that Justin stepped in and, and, and kind of gave us the heads up. So what it is, is the... Somalian pirates. No, it's not Somalian pirates, as we've often suspected, nor is it unusual storm activity in the Atlantic nor is it Boston dot worker strikes and all the other weird and wonderful excuses that um, not WizKids actually the European distributor have given us in the past no what it is is the haulage company that they use they uh, they buy space in containers the WizKids product sales in Europe are not a sufficient enough volume to secure a full container so they have to buy half a container space and then the haulage company waits for other space to be rented in their containers so WizKids kind of have to sit and wait for other organizations and this could be anything presumably it doesn't necessarily have to be gaming related to fill up the remaining half of the container and then once the container's full then they'll put it on the boat and ship it over so i suppose what he's saying is buy more stuff <laughs> <laughs> uh, increase the demand so they can get a full container out here to the uh, european side of the world yeah, he also said that they're ramping, specific quote, they're ramping up their digital solution. Uh, so never say never on, on a Dice Masters app, although he said it will be uh, a little bit down the line yet. That would be exciting, wouldn't it? Anyway, so the bar, uh, yeah, the bar's back. <laughs> we have a, a guest from over the water, a special guest, a, a very close friend of the podcast who's come along. We'll leave it till the, the segment for you to, to find out who that is. It's not my mum. No, although I'm sure she could offer some some in, in, <laughs> some, some some searing insights. Yeah, you didn't know where to go with that one, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. Well, I did, but I stopped myself. <laughs> well, yeah. I think it's the <laughs> it's more the point. Uh, and that brings us to the close of this episode. They're two pretty lengthy segments we've got for you this week, so we hope you enjoy. Should we get on with the show? You haven't got a little known fact. Oh, have I not? Ah. Uh, well, yeah, so the thing is. Somebody asked me about this the other week. This is a long intro. Somebody asked me about this the other week. They said, do you prepare these little-known facts? And uh, as you know, Andy, I don't prepare these little-known facts. I just right. seize upon random opportunities in our conversation to bring something up. And nothing's pricked my ears up. Oh, we'll see how we go on the next segment. You yeah, see, uh, yeah. Pick something up there. Yeah, see if I pick something up there. But nothing nothing quite nothing quite switched me on. I suppose oh, I did miss an opportunity. I could have put you in The Walking Dead, couldn't I? You could have done. I was in The Walking Dead. Yeah, I remember you saying the third zombie from the left in the second episode of the third season. Yeah, that was my uh, extras phase of life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. After the after the kind of tinky winky crisis. Yeah, didn't need any makeup for Walking Dead either. No, sir. No, you didn't. Oh, we've not mentioned that we were on the YouTube's again. Have we been on the YouTube's again? Yeah, James and Zach's uh, year birthday episode. Oh Hi, yeah. 
So we'll get to that, shall we? Oh, you, you, oh yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> my, my, my face looks particularly round. I have to say that I've just come back off of holiday, and all we did that whole week was just eat fish and chips. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And and I've got a bit of weight to lose. I'm not usually that spherical. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. All right, let's get on with the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and for this next segment now, we're going to have a little bit of a conversation around an interesting little thing that happened quite recently. We're perhaps a touch behind the curve on it, but we wanted to get under the skin of it a little bit. And we want to talk today about a new format that's been knocking around called Global Escalation. And the reason why it's come to the forefront of our minds particularly is because it's the chosen format for the Central European Nationals that's coming up in September. Isn't that right? It is indeed. So let's let's give listeners a bit of context if they're unaware. So back in, uh, I think right at the front end of August, maybe the back end of July, Jimmy Darwin over... Is it Jimmy Darwin? Jimmy Darwin O'Brien? Jimmy? Jimmy O'Brien. Jimmy, Jimmy Jim- O'Brien. I think so. Anyway, that guy, hashtag get Jimmy and Justin on the MOD put a post up on the Dice Masters Unlimited page on Facebook mentioning they were exploring some new tournament formats uh, and he produced a range of different options within that, one of which was this global escalation idea. Um, but if you're interested, you'll have to head to Dice Masters Unlimited and kind of root out the original post. There was a few mentioned on it. I'll tell you who else has talked about those those new formats. If you check out the latest episode of the Double Burst, they, they take a little walk through each of them. Um, and global escalation, I think caught a few people's eyes because it's a, a golden format but it's banning the cards from the world championship teams over the last three years that's 15 16 and 17 and banning the u.s national championship team of 2018 unless it has a global ability if, if a card in one of those team lists had a global then it remains legal so they've kind of built a ban list of the of the winning teams so it caught a few people's attention, I think, but now it's definitely pushed its way to the forefront of people's minds because it's it's now become an official format for an upcoming tournament, which I think is very interesting. Yeah, it's very exciting. I love it. It's something that I've been waiting for. So you get to play with all your cards, but there's a ban list, which means it takes away the top tier, makes you only want to play one team cards and opens the whole thing up to the whole kind of card pool it's it's cool it's a little bit disappointing that instead of just going the top winning teams from these three years and the u.s nationals for 2018 if they've done maybe a little more thought behind the ban list of the cards but i'm not going to complain too much because it, it, it still gets rid of your shrieks your uantes your bards your Green Goblin, Gobbies, your Guy Gardeners, a load of the, the top kind of top, top meta cards and opens it up to some really kind of exciting brewing and card selection and, and what you're going to do to match things together and win. Well, like, like, like yourself, when I, when I first saw it and, and, and read the ban list, I, I was quite excited by it. I thought, yeah, this is really interesting, you know, like you say, to kind of cream off that, that top layer, that top tier competitive decks and, and give them, I suppose, what's largely referred to as the 1.5 and the second tier stuff a chance to sort of shuffle up and have its its day in the sunshine. As time has gone on, 
And as you and I have played a bit of global escalation to get under the skin of it, as I've seen some of the debate going on the social medias, and as I played a little bit global escalation down at my FLGS, I'm, I'm becoming a little bit more increasingly concerned that this is not going to be quite what we want it to be. Um, Why'd you say that? Well, so there's a couple of things. I'm a little bit concerned that there's perhaps some top tier competitive teams that didn't end up falling in the list because they, they maybe they were the second place team or the third place team but equally as nasty in the grand scheme of things mm. um, that might end up then being a little you know we've just all we've done is replaced a set of dots we've not what flattened and widened the field quite as much as we think it has if you know what I mean just took a bit off the top yeah just took a bit off the top but actually it's still quite narrow up there <laughs> do you know what I mean um so a little bit concerned about that. And, and also, uh, I feel a little bit for the guys in Central Europe who are attending that championship, yourself included, of course. Um, of course. Because you've been given a very limited window of time to get your head around it and experiment with your teams and do play practice in time for the event. Everyone's in the same boat, though. Well, yes, that's true. Yeah, I, yeah I'll acknowledge that. I'll, I'll cede that point. Um, but I think I'm just a bit concerned that it perhaps it's still quite narrow at the top and it's not flattened the field of competitive teams and the, the range of options quite as much as we think it has. Well, let's have a little chat about what we think the top meta teams is going to be then. Well, You've obviously got something in mind, at least one. Yeah, well, so I was I was having a little bit of a chin stroke about it the other day yeah. <laughs> a chin stroke yeah a little bit of a chin stroke a little bit of a fist forehead you know considering it yeah <laughs> i was actually thinking about the thinker doesn't he put his his, well, he his fist under his chin not on his forehead no he's he's on it's on his forehead and he's he's like got his elbow on his knee and he's having a good think how is it yeah i'm sure nice he is. to see you to see you <laughs> well anyway <laughs> um yeah so hold on hold on there you go you sorted sorry do you know i think you might be right the more i can the more i think about it i think you're right i think his hand is on his chin not his forehead i think i'm right yeah trying to picture it in my mind's eye and i can't quite i'll google a picture in a minute uh in any case yeah uh, so um i think it might be nobby's day to shine he's not made his way onto the ban list has he nah but no no you don't think uh, i know that you're a fan your, your championship winning team was ultraman yeah very popular very popular very strong but He's got a few Achilles heels to him. Well, sure. I still think a tune's a problem. I just don't think it's as cheap anymore. You know? Yeah, is that well he got rid of um The Dragon. What's her face? Your auntie. Pedo Dragon and your auntie. Yeah. They're yeah. the main corporates. And Zandala Kimba. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but that takes me into sort of bronze dragon territory as well. I think maybe that the Gold ring- Dragon's still still about, isn't he? Uh, is that? I think that's who I meant, not Bronze Dragon. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, with the Ring of Winter. And Ring of Winter. Switcheroo thing, you know. So, so there are a few that immediately spring to mind. Uh, I, I would certainly like to see some stuff like so, uh, villain teams, Two Face, Black Manta, 
you know, come, come back into, into the fold a little bit. I think there might be something there. You know, it might be interesting to see whether. Um, I'm just trying to cast, cast my memory back, you know, to the types of things that have been been played around with in the past. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I thought about if they'd have thought a little bit more about what they were banning, and maybe things like momentum. Mm. I mean, that's still very useful. I can't remember what Manticore Greater Beast does. Is it does he damage when you feel when your opponent feels something? Uh, something like he does. He does the damage to the character. Yes, I mean it's not yeah, kind of too sure. OP. No, no. But I just wonder if we'll, we'll just see a field where it will be villain control knobby teams, Ring of Winter Gold Dragon teams, and Ultraman teams duking it out. The thing that, that looking through the list, and I've, I've, I've said this to you before, there's a lot of defensive cards that I've got, more so than your attacking cards. I don't know if it's because there's less good defensive cards, or if it's just that, I you know, I, I don't know. But I mean, things, let me give you an example for uh, the defensive cards. There's all, all the ones that I thought of are on the list. You've got Elf Thief. Yeah. Green Devil Mask. Yeah. You've got Hulk Green Goliath, which obviously is is attacking and defending, but if you take any damage, you're nuking everything. Shriek. You control Jinzo. D-Wiz. D-Wiz, exactly. Millennium Puzzle. Yeah, so a lot of those oracles on there as well, I'm sure she's. Yeah, Oracle Master Investigator. Constantine, let's not forget him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the, the kind of defensive controly slow the, the game down, cause kind of problems. The, the ones that I immediately think of were all listed down on that list. And I was like, okay, you have to think of some kind of alternatives. Whereas your attacking characters, I mean, there's, there's a lot on that list, but you still have a pretty wide selection to choose from, which might not be as good, but they're still pretty, pretty powerful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose as a control player myself, uh, seeing seeing those cards on the ban list don't worry me quite so much. Being, right. Uh, being a, you know, we're, we, we've 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 talked about this before, certainly in our own conversations, but I'm certainly mentioned it on the podcast as well. Is that I'm a more tentative player who plays control, defensive, and then likes damage dealing strategies that lets me maximize that control uh, for example my uk nationals team it's a nobby team it's about villain control lock my team down and then feel the nobby do the damage feel the nobby do the damage i'm not i'm not into that kind of it whereas you're much more about fast and furious aggro get some damage in in your face you know and we've seen that as you and i have played that i'll always lean more towards the control elements and build teams around wreckers, blobs, <laughs> you know, scarlet yeah. witches. Uh, you'll build teams around your fixits, your dum dums. It's, it's just an interesting difference in the way that we see the world. Is that you'll be attracted? You see a card that's got raw damage power, and you'll be attracted, and you'll build your team around that. I'll see a card that can sit back and take control, and I'll build a team around that. It's just um, so seeing those cards. Be, be, uh, getting to my point because I'm rambling on is that those are the quick fix solutions for aggro teams who have one or two slots left to f- drop a bit of defense in the mix. Ah, right. So you know, shriek it. The reason why shriek is 
sorry, I just think I just a little bit of vomit in my mouth there. But the reason why Shriek Sonic Beam, dirty hurrah that she is, is so popular is that it's a one-card solution to lots and lots of things that a more combative aggro player can just drop in in one slot and use in a multitude of different scenarios. I get your point. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's interesting. Uh, I've not really looked at it that way before. Yeah, so D Wiz was the same. He was the shriek of his day. Uh, you know, Jinzo the same. I don't like him using globals. I don't like him using actions. I'll drop him on the team, and then he'll be a nice addition to me bard attack because he's a big bit yeah. of meat as well. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Um, so as a control player, I'm just like, well, yeah, all right. You've you've taken the the kind of two blankers, which admittedly is is a concern because that's the sort of stuff you'd use to slow down beholders, ultramans, <laughs> gold dragons, <laughs> and whatnot. But then I find, or I like to believe, I find some of the more creative control. Uh, so that doesn't worry me quite as much. But equally, then that that t- switches you on because you're saying, well, that puts my big aggro. Nearly said a naughty word. My big aggro dude. Yeah. <laughs> back in play, you know. Yeah, there's less that can well less obvious choices than let's say that can uh, kind of come up against it. Constantine being the prime example that was on every pretty much every team that we saw a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but also, you know, when you're thinking about it, is Iron Fist on the list? Nope. No, so you got the old so damage strategies. You've got the old Iron Captain Fist America. Captain America combo that's still in play. So that's still a threat to your attuned teams, your boom boom teams, your nobby teams that deal direct damage. You know, um, you've got you've blink transmutate and Kate Bishop are still in the mix. <laughs> that's that's your sick in the mouth moment for, for, your, for your combat damage driven strategies. You know, popular globals like uh, Splinter's Teachings are still in play. Do you know what's still in play? Imprisoned. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you thought that you'd got away with that mind-bending, is it targeting or not? <laughs> Shenanigans. Yeah. Well, well um, uh, it's back. Yeah, Where's the picture on that? Where is that supposed to be? Is that supposed to be Thor? It's like uh, I don't know actually. Um, I haven't looked at it for a while, but it's like some dude chained down, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So someone will know. Yeah, someone will know. But so there's still there's still control options out there. Um, but equally, I'm, I'm I am concerned that, as I say, it's still pretty narrow at the top. And, and the reason why I'm so concerned about that actually, one thing I don't think I did I have mentioned as of yet is this caveat this bit of small print around unless they have a global ability oh you're not going to moan about that are you i am going to moan about that you knew i was going to moan about that when you saw this coming so yeah your pxg still in the mix your rip hunters chalkboard still in the mix your blue eyes white dragon still in the mix your red dragon global still in the mix you know heavily used globals that support the aggro rush turn three let's get in your face that's still out there at that narrow top of the field Mm-hmm. So, I've, just, I've got a, a, my Globe Escalation team here, and what do we have? Rip Hunter's Chopboard in, <laughs> Professor X in, Parallax in, Blue Eyes White Dragon. I had to, uh, I had to get back in my loft to get these bad boys out again, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm very happy to be doing it. Rip Hunter's Chopboard, mate. How much of that of a difference would that be if we could use that in modern? 
Oh, well, yeah, no, no two ways about it. I can, I can, I can see the tactical advantage. I tell you what, though, dude, uh, I would be seriously considering any global escalation team that I make dropping some sort of global pain on the team. But perhaps the new wasp that's the reprint of you know with, does the ping damage for action usage, and that fat bizarro that's overcrushed that gets plus two plus two for every character card with a global on it. Yeah, that would kill me. Uh, yeah. Um, in fact, why is it not on the global escalation team? I should have put it on. <laughs> like, what a great suggestion. Where's my card box? Um, yeah, so I think that uh, controversially, and I, I'm certain many will disagree, I actually think that the cards in those world championship teams that are globals on them should have also hit the ban list as well. I'm going to say exactly the opposite. Playing this game, like I see the global uh, global abilities as they're not game winners but they change how the game is played like playing a game of dice masters with pxg is a completely different game than playing a game of dice masters without pxg so it just it makes it like a completely different game how you work out your bag management how much energy you've got to spend the mechanic the the basics of it the same but it's a completely different game it's like playing chess with three queens or something uh (laughs) what <laughs> I'm sure that made sense. Uh, same with Rip Hunter. If you haven't got to churn through your bag or find a way of manipulating your bag to get things through quick, then you know it, it doesn't matter because you just have a shield and you go, oh, "I'll have that next turn." Yeah. And again, it's the same basics, but it's a, then it's a completely different game. Yeah, but w- w- you know, we'll always disagree on this, and th- th- there's absolutely going to be listeners out there who fall down on my side of this who say, "Yeah, actually, do you know what? Uh, I do want more wombo combo stuff. I do want more janky Johnny, thoughtful play that lasts longer and is a juicier game." And then there'll be people who fall, fall down. And then there'll be those who fall down on your side of the fence on this who say, I want more, louder, bigger, now. You know. <laughs> the, the more brash of the, uh, the population. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, so we clearly uh, have t- two slightly different views on the global escalation. I'm still pretty keen to get, get into it. And as I say, we've been playing around with it and we'll continue to play around with it. I'd be very interested to see what comes out of the work in the Central European Nats. Um, yeah, well, and who knows? Who knows? Maybe global escalation. There's there's something overlooked that will take a Hulk power of attorney team to the forefront. You know, um, or I'm just trying to. I'm, I'm desperately trying to think of a, a sort of second tier piece that's floating around. You know, an avalanche team yeah. um, or something. Uh, Hulk J Giants, good, isn't it? Yeah. That's oh yeah. Very yeah. good in global escalation, but it's. With global, when they they announced golden, and then it was just golden was barred, and then golden was uanti or barred, and it was like you had all of this card pool, but only only people were playing uanti or barred, and the occasional uh, Tony who tried something different. Way to play the victim, brother. <laughs> Word, but you know it, that wasn't. I don't think that was the point of golden. Golden was mixing your. X-Men First Class cards with the UXM cards, uh, yeah, AVX with Tomb of Annihilation. It was about mixing everything together and seeing what weird and wonderful combos you can get, not to go back to, to playing Bard or Uante. So yes. I think, I think it, that that point of view is blinding because it's really opened up 
people to think, get their old cards out that they thought they like just you know, spent money on and now not going to use them again, to actually physically do something with them. And for like, say it's European Central European nationals, you could win a, a national championship with them. Yeah, uh, I, I don't disagree in principle. I just have concerns. I still think it's the, the top of that mountain is is still a small piece of square footage. Well, you know, let's throw it out there, guys. So you know where to find us. Head on over to Facebook, um, to the Ministry of Dice page. You can tweet me at BritRoller Mr. Six. You can head to the blog, BritRoller6.com. Let us know your thoughts. We'd be really interested to know, uh, you know, which side you fall down on. You're on, you on Team Chris. You're on Team Andy. Team Edward or Team Jacob. <laughs> Uh, and let us know you know we've waded into the debate somewhat waist deep here that's been going on let's share your thoughts we'd be we'd be interested to hear and who knows maybe we'll revisit this discussion and share some of our listeners comments there but for now the proof will be in the pudding let's wait and see Welcome back there, dear listeners, and do we have a treat for you in this segment. We've not done one for a little while, but this is the long-awaited return of the Ministry of Dice's The Bar Quiz Contest. And today we have joining us, Zach from James and Zach Play Dice Masters. Welcome, Zach. Hey. There he is. How's it going? Yeah, going really well, my man. Thank you very much for asking. How are you today? You know, it's a Saturday. Doing all right. Uh, Just had my first week of work, so... I'm uh, I'm ready to to sit back and talk about some dice masters. Yeah, working sucks, man. I hate real life. <laughs> it gets in the way of it gets in the way of my nerd life all the time. Yeah, I haven't recorded a video all week. It's, it feels weird. Oh, dude. Well, you know, uh-huh. you'll have to figure that out somehow. We could have. Uh, yeah, we. It's actually weird for us. We uh, we just had our our first channelversary our one year and we looked as part of that we looked up the the number of videos we'd released and it's something like it's been like two or three a week since we started it wow well james um, and andy are going to be playing tonight so maybe they could lay one down for you yeah there you go have some guest stars mm. yeah it's i mean you guys have already been on on the channel before though we most certainly have i'm glad you brought up the one year anniversary actually i was going to mention that a, a landmark week for you guys isn't it yeah, I mean, we, James and I met during the, the first Virtual Worlds tournament, and then in August, after that was all sort of said and done, we got to talking, and we thought we might start putting videos up, and I think our first video was August 26, 2017, so just about a couple days ago now, um, that was our, our, our first anniversary. It was pretty fun. Yeah, there you go. Well, so Zach, um, for anyone who's listening right now who isn't familiar with your channel, I'd, I'd be surprised if that was the case. But <laughs> do you want to just give us a, a, a brief, your little blurb, a brief little description as to what you guys are all about? Uh, sure. So we're on on YouTube, uh, Dice Masters with James and Zach, and we started off just mostly doing. Uh, we'd record games uh, where we just played online, and uh, we tried to come up with you know kind of interesting teams, and then we started trying to do you know like what about some meta level teams and we look at kind of the competitive scene and then we've done all kinds of other types of videos since then we've done our, our yakety yak series where we talk about um we did a, a series where we talked about all the sets that were staying in modern after the the newest rotation and we've talked about other things like james's experience at uk nationals where i met up with you guys and sure. my experience at the u.s nationals where i met up with andy and uh <laughs> and then um just we've done 
all kinds of other Dice Masters related things. That's all we really ever do on the channel. But, you know, we just try and, and record what we do and, and get more Dice Masters videos out there, really. Yeah, it's great. Well, I would highly recommend your channel to anyone listening who isn't already doing so. Uh, I, I enjoy them greatly. I particularly enjoy the Acti Axe, actually. <laughs> I, I, do, well, I know you laugh, but I do honestly. Uh, in fact, so I, I joked at the end of the video that we did for you on your on your birthday vid that I actually had prepared a song for you, and, <laughs> but Andy didn't want to do it, and it was a a, a rewrite of the song Yakety Yak. I thought you could, I'd make you a theme song. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, I might. It'd be I nice might. that we, we don't really have title cards or anything. Uh, I think it'd be kind of fun to have some kind of special thing for our yakety yak series well let me see maybe i vetoed I, doing it he did veto doing it yeah because uh, we still sang nonetheless but uh maybe one day i'll get <laughs> i'll get the garage band out i might lay it down for you one day yeah there you go yeah but i particularly uh, enjoy you, i gotta put a quick plug in because james will james will be mad at me if i don't but if you know anybody who's new to the game uh, we did a, a how-to series of videos we did the first two a while ago and then it took us a while to get to the third video but uh we did three videos where we kind of talk about the basics of the game and then we we walk through them while we play through an example game and james has written a, an exhaustive series of articles that go along with it um not not to be negative about it uh, but they're very detailed and they go through all the same topics that we do in the videos um and uh, you can find that there's a playlist of those on our youtube channel and, and then we also posted them on our facebook page there you go see just just he's made it. a chart hasn't he oh he's made several flow charts yeah yeah really it's very detailed flow oh, chart. Yeah. yeah i have to confess i've not looked at it yet the articles go into a lot more detail than the videos do, uh, and so if something isn't quite clear, I would definitely suggest looking at those. But yeah, he's made a couple of flowcharts about things like uh, passing priority and where dice go and in what phases and all kinds of things, yeah. Well, I could probably do with reading it. I don't think I've read a rule book since War of Light. <laughs> I actually, I don't think I, 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 don't think I had either, uh, but I read the Avengers Infinity one, and it's pretty good. <laughs> Listen to that you there now. For, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it must be lovely to have a copy. <laughs> oh did you guys not have avengers infinity yet no no <laughs> coming to the uk 2017 2017 that was last year wasn't it? <laughs> it's late it's late yeah yeah it's late i also heard you open a can before I t- I, I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm starting to get a little concerned yeah. about you man because you've been drinking while we record quite frequently lately gets me through it well I mean, maybe, maybe only drinks when you record. What does that say about you, Chris? Uh, yeah, tell me about it. But what I'll say to Andy is it's it's not how much you drink, it's the relationship that you have with it. Love <laughs> it. Uh, reflect on that. Reflect on that. Well, there you go. James and Zach plays Dice Masters then. <laughs> it went deep, didn't it? Yeah. James, James and Zach plays Dice Masters. Just give us to the community. Uh, that's not the only service that you do, though. So you've got your, your Yakety Yaks, your gameplay videos. You've got your noobs guides but you also through the summer ran the most awesome dice masters quiz oh thanks for that i loved yeah, it i mean i know that there are other people that might do dice masters quizzes but i don't know how popular they are well quizzing is is part of i can't speak for the states but over here in the uk and you may notice that you maybe get a little bit more interest from us when you say mention the word quiz it's uh, it's it is embedded in our culture firmly embedded in that is a good point actually a lot of uh, a lot of the participants i think were uk based uh more than i would have expected 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, over the summer we were doing the the Dice Masters trivia challenge, and and if you missed it this year, I think I'm going to try and do it again next summer when I have time again. But uh, maybe we'll try to do an annual thing. But every week I just put out a series of questions, and then at your leisure you answer them on. Um, I just put out a Google form for them, and then um, we try to do the answers. Uh, the answers videos didn't get viewed that much, but I'm pretty just because everyone just went and looked up the answers as soon as they were done, because uh, I know that I would have a hard time waiting a week to find out if I was right or not. But uh, but they were, they were we did uh, we did all kinds of different things. We did a name that die. We did uh, we did a whole one about super rares and one about global abilities and and pretty. I'd been sort of thinking about questions for a while, and so it was fun to kind of to see people try them out. And and I I thought some of the questions were pretty difficult, but people were doing remarkably well. Yeah, I maintained a strong position for a, a little while, but I think the last the fourth part kind of finish me off and then this super rare one's gonna I'll, I'll end up dropping right down which i'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little sad about I found, well andy's, I andy's super was doing rare one being really good oh yeah yeah i found that one of my stronger ones yeah uh i think i probably it's hard it's hard for me to say because i'm looking up the answers as i'm writing them so i know you know kind of what i usually am looking at the team builder when i'm thinking about questions in general so it's hard for me to tell how well i would have done if i hadn't been yeah. looking them up as i went but you know i, I usually I usually know at least half of them ahead of time, and then it's hard for me to say whether, how well I would have done otherwise. But I imagine that most of them, most of the people who are scoring in the top ten would have gotten better scores than I would have. So, Yeah, yeah, the D&D stuff trips me up. I'm, I'm really unfamiliar with it. Uh, I've come to discover through playing your summer <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell, tell you something that was on my mind today, just a patented Chris Tangent. Are you guys familiar with Harry Nilsson's song, Coconut? No. No. Uh, sorry, Zach, I didn't hear your answer then. No, I'm not. Oh, okay. Well, if anyone's listening who does know the answer, is the lime in the coconut a good thing or a bad thing? I can't figure it out. Um, oh, what? that's song. Sing it. Uh, well, it's the one there, brother bought a coconut. He bought it for his dime. His sister had another one. She paid it for the lime. She put the lime in the coconut. Lime that in one. the coconut. Yeah, that one. So at the beginning of the song, it says they bought a coconut and a lime and they put the lime in the coconut. But then at the end of the song, the doctor's saying, that's what's made you sick, but now put some lime in the coconut and call me in the morning. I'm like, what? So what, is that the cure for the illness or is that the thing that caused <laughs> the illness? Is this not a metaphor for something else? Well, I don't know. I need to look it up, but I just wondered if somebody knew. It's been on my mind all, oh. all day. Was the most <laughs> random Well, you know, we've not had a little known fact this episode, have we? So I thought I'd better throw something in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, of course. Do you, want, do you want a little known fact? Yeah, sure. Give us a little known fact. I mean, this is not, this is not an Andy little known fact. This is like an actual, an actual fact. Oh, yeah, please. Uh, which is that uh, I actually lived in the UK for two years when I was a kid. Yes, you did. You told us about this. Hang on. Let me see if, if my, the depths of my, the filing cabinet of my memory <laughs> can remember where. It was in, oh, I want to say Cheltenham. Hounslow. No, I think it ended up in Milton Keynes. Milton Keynes. Oh, that was it. Why did I say Cheltenham? Must have been thinking about something else. Yeah, Milton Keynes. How did circumstances bring you to live in Milton Keynes for two years? <laughs> well, I I didn't have a say in the matter. I was three. Uh, right. <laughs> but uh, I think I think my my dad got a job over here somehow. Um, I don't actually know the whole story. I was pretty young, obviously. I think my parents had come over to London for their honeymoon, uh, and I don't know if that had anything to do with their decision or not. But so we ended up we ended up moving over here. This would have been like 1990. 
And then we stayed here for a couple of years before we came back. So we lived, and I can't do the accent anymore, but we, we lived in sort of Milton Keynes area and then Keynes, you keep saying it with an S. Uh, and then we came back. And so for about six weeks, uh, my sister and I are, you know, five and four, and we have these just real thick British accents. And it must have been quite funny for all the people at our daycare <laughs> when we got back. Uh, but we eventually lost them, and now we just talk like everyone else from the Northwest. Yeah. Funny enough, like, if you were three in 1990, and James was 72 in 1990. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor guy. Poor guy. <laughs> he's waiting for us. Sorry, James. He, yeah, he's waiting for us to finish up. It's way past his bedtime. He'll be like, "Oh, I need my milk, my warm milk." Yeah, the blitz must have been tough on him. It, I, yeah, it, <laughs> it, 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 it clearly was. You can you can see it on his face, can't you? That's a that's a face that tells a story. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, right. Well, enough of this rubbish. Right. Enough of this rubbish. We, we are here for a purpose. We are here for Zach to lay down his score on the coveted, go for his coveted position on the Ministry of Dice, the bar's leaderboard. Are you feeling ready, Zach? Uh, a little. Uh, I know that my, you know, my partner is, is the top spot, and so I feel like I have a reputation to uphold here. Yeah, so uh, in terms of the yeah. leaderboard, as it stands right now at the moment, we have myself and Chris Zorowski just just the the foundation of the leaderboard holding it all up <laughs> with uh, three and six uh, six and three points respectively ben scott with eight michaela kuba with nine isaac bv with nine steve cookus dm armada with 10 matt jordan from dm north with 10 james blore then at the top spot with his 12 points yeah wow yeah so, no one else no no one else <laughs> nobody else on the leaderboard um, uh, that's everyone. That sounds like all of them. That, yeah, it sounds sounds right to me. Absolutely, yeah. Zach agrees, and he listens to every episode religiously, so he'd know. Um, I do actually. They come right to the top of my my list. As well, they should, mate. As well, they should. I'd be offended if they didn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, are you going for the are you going for the thirteen points? You're going to try and knock James off the top spot. I mean, that's what that's like a question every five seconds. That'd be tough, but I'd like to try. Well, I think you're up to the task. There we go. I think you're man enough for the task. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to hand over to Andy now. Andy, do you want to give the listeners a quick rundown if they're not familiar with our bar segment? Yeah, of course. So it is two minutes of quick fire questions. If you know the answer, then let me know. If it is correct, I'll say correct. We will move on. If it is incorrect, I will give you the correct answer and then move on. If you want to play tactical, save some time and you don't know the, the answer, uh, then say pass and we will move on again. It's, as I said, two minutes and you chose a specialist subject before we started, which is, uh, well, it's akin to uh, one of your quizzes. You did a name that dice quiz, which I've converted to audio format somehow see how well that works out in a minute um and and yeah and so we'll we'll do two minutes and, and see how you get on yeah okay great well we better drop the theme song in should we put it in about now let's do it Right, there we go. I have my phone ready with a two-minute timer. 
I have a pen and paper Fantastic. ready to tally the score. So on my count, I'll get you guys. Oh, oh before we start. Yeah. Um, in order to make it audio format for a uh, name that dice, the questions will be for either the character or the set and the character. Oh. I will it's listen at the beginning because I'll ask what I'm looking for. Uh, and then um, we'll see how this works. Okay. So set or character. Okay. So it'll be set and character or just character. Okay. Cool. Right. Okay. Andy, are you ready? I think so. <laughs> Zach, are you ready? <laughs> I'm, I'm really nervous, but let's try it. Let's go. Okay. On my count then. Three, two, one, go. Okay. Looking for the set and character. The dice is purple. The image is the Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, Thanos from Guardians of the Galaxy. Correct. What character am I? Justice League, brown dice, image of a claw. Um, Cheetah from Justice League. Correct. For the set and character, I'm a brown dice and I have image of a half-eaten donut. Uh, Harvey Bullock, World's Finest. Correct. Who am I? The dice is from Battle for Ferron. It is white and it has an image of a skull. Uh, skeleton. Correct. What character am I? I am from X-Men First Class. I am a black dice and I have a picture of a halo. Angel. Correct. What character am I? I am from Green Arrow and the Flash. I am a black dice and I have a lightning bolt picture. Black Adam. One minute. Correct. What character am I? I am from uh, Amazing Spider-Man. I am a purple dice, and I have a yellow lightning bolt. Oh. Uh, pass. Okie doke. Uh, the set and character for this one it is a purple dice with a banana on it. Grodd from Green Arrow Flash. Gorilla Grodd. Correct. Uh, what character? Uh, Amazing Spider-Man, white dice, and a picture of a cane. Oh, a kingpin. Correct. What character am I? It's uh, The set is Batman, the dice is green, and the image is a question mark. Uh, the Riddler. Correct. Okay, set and character for this one. Uh, it is a dark grey dice, and the image is a fighter jet. Uh, oh, Steve Trevor from Superman Wonder Woman. Correct. Set and character again. It is a dark blue dice, and the image Five. is a capital G. Three, Goliath Civil two. War. Correct. Uh, set Time. and character, blue dice with a vacuum cleaner on it. Jarvis from Iron Man War Machine. Correct. Oh, wow. Wow, wow. Uh, right, then. Let's just do some quick sums. Are you ready, gentlemen? I think it's good. It sounded good. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve... Oh! He's at the top with James. Oh, oh man. man! So uh, there was one in the middle there that you got incorrect, or oh, you passed on. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I don't think Andy yeah. gave the answer for that one. I didn't. It was a purple dice with a yellow lightning bolt on it, uh, and the set was from somewhere from Amazing Spider-Man, and it is Ms. Marvel. Oh. oh, I just I just recently managed to fill in a bunch of the gaps I had with that set because I was missing about half of it because I just sort of gave up on it. Wow. Uh, 
Who blames you? I think it's my least favorite set. Yeah, for sure, man. I could understand that. Well, oh, man, I, I guess it's fitting that James and I are together in one place. That's a joint top spot there now, Zach. Wow. Joint top spot, yeah. I, I can live with that. That seems nice. Yeah, absolutely. So 12 seems to be the ceiling of the bar. That's the bar set. That's... Um, Zach has, has not come and smashed it, but you've certainly met the bar. <laughs> um, uh, now you say that, now the next week someone's going to beat it. So, Well, yeah, for sure. We'll have to, um, have to see who we can line up for the next one. Hashtag get Jimmy and Justin on the MOD. Hashtag yep. get Jimmy and Justin on the MOD. Yeah. Well, there's two of them together, so hopefully they can beat our score. Yeah, I'll, uh, that time will come. That day will come. <laughs> I do believe they've been avoiding us. Uh, so well done, my man. Yeah, that's uh, we'll get you at the top. So just for posterity, because you know to, to give you a little lift, we'll, we'll place you on the leaderboard in the top position, even though the score's the same. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go in, in reverse alphabetical order. Yeah, just just to wind just to wind James up, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's fun. Thank you. It seems fitting. Well, we're glad you enjoyed it. I'm going to stay at the top. Why, why would you stay at the top? Look at the picture. I'm there at the top. No, I can't. No. I, I answered 12 correct questions about myself. I think you're... No, I think you're mistaken. I don't remember that segment. No, I don't. I, I've got no recollection of that either. <sighs> Moving on. So, congratulations, <laughs> that Well done. That's a uh, tremendous performance on the bar. Yeah. Thank you for taking the time to come along. Let us know a little bit about your content and what you do in the world of Dice Masters. So I'll reiterate, listeners, if, you, if you're not already, go and check out James and Zach play Dice Masters. Uh, no, sorry, it's Dice Masters with James and Zach, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, to get On it the, the right YouTube's. To get it the right way. And around. also, we have a Facebook page, James and Zach, uh, where we try and post every time we make a new video, and that's where we're posting all of our trivia challenge things over the summer. And so we'll keep posting there as well. Yeah, absolutely. So go check it out if you haven't already done so. Uh, in the meantime, we'll we'll see who who we can line up next for the bar. See if they can if they can knock James and Zach off the top spot. <laughs> We're gonna knock off together at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Well, how fitting, how fitting. Uh, so <laughs> thank you, Zach. Thank you so very much for making the time and coming along and playing with us today. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, no worries. You're welcome. Okay, uh, on to the next segment then. And there we go, folks. That brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We hope that you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording this one. A quick reminder then, let us know your thoughts on the, the global escalation debate. What, what do you think might rise to the top at Central European Nats? What, what will we see in the world of global escalation? Are you team Andy, you team Chris? Let us know. Um, equally, if you're out there in Everett, Washington, then give it, let us know. We'll add you to the Who Are You shout out in our next introduction. Good luck to all the folks who are about to kick off the Golden Two Team Takedown Online Tournament. I'll be keeping an Good eye luck. on. Yeah, I'll be keeping an eye on what's going on there. Be really interested to see what kind of teams come out the woodwork there too. I've yeah. heard that the how do you call him? The foreman of Scottish Dice Masters. Figurehead. The figurehead, that's it. Sorry, Teach. The figurehead of Scottish Dice Masters. Now, if you are playing in the Golden Two Team Takedown Tournament, then uh, watch out because the figurehead of the Scottish Dice Masters scene is raring for the win. He's ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. Gloves are off. Absolutely. But in the meantime, I've been Chris, aka True Mr. Six. And I've been Andy, aka I'm Free. <laughs> yes, you are.
Yes, you are indeed. Shut that door. We've been the Ministry <laughs> of Dice. We'll catch you again in two weeks. Bye-bye. starting yes it's increasing in size <laughs> that's also what she said <laughs> e. i'm oh, here all you. night tip your waitresses <laughs> that's rather real <laughs>